0: Lots of big dates to remember when it comes to commitment soon. And Alabama may be uh, brushing up on its French here before you know it.
1: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey everybody and welcome back into Lacton Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, lots and lots of recruiting news to talk about, some key dates that'll be coming up. One of them is an actual basketball commitment that'll be tomorrow uh, in Jaron Stevenson. We can talk about him in just a second. But uh, first off, the the first thing that jumps out to me, Jamie French, who's one of the top wide receivers in the 2025 class, he is going to make his commitment on July 22nd, I believe. And a lot of people believe Alabama's got the lead right now.
1: Yes, uh, I'm pretty optimistic on Jamie French myself. Uh, Big-time player. I mean, we already have Ryan Williams committed in the uh, 2025 class at wide receiver Jamie French is just uh, adding a uh, whipped cream to the dessert because uh, Ryan Williams probably one of the most highly recruited wide receivers that we've si- that we will sign uh, in the Saban dynasty. Jamie French is knocking on the door to that. I mean, he's a guy that would be rated just as highly as several of those guys we're always talking about, you know, Rugs and Judy and, and Waddle. And I mean, French is in that category of prospect. Uh, obviously we'll have to see how it works out, but, as of now, I really like Alabama's chances. I think the main competition probably Florida State. Uh, I think what we got really going for us there, Luke, is that Jamie French has created a tight relationship with Julian Saiyan, Alabama's 2024 quarterback um, commitment. Uh he's played with Saiyan a few times and at various things, and uh and and they've created a relationship. And I, I think that's a big part of this. But gosh, if you had Jamie French to Ryan Williams, that's that's one heck of a 2025 uh, uh duo at receiver and you wouldn't need much more than that uh that 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 would be very likely the best uh pair of receivers to sign with one school in the whole country so we got that to look forward to on July 22nd still a few weeks away but uh i like where alabama's sitting mute mute you started off early with a mute today that was a that was an early mute today
0: it is so sad. I just give up um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But Ryan Williams is sort of, he's different. I mean, we all know this, but uh, Jamie French is, is, he's really good. I mean, he's, he's really good. I uh, like him a lot. Um, and I feel like, you know, like you said, the two of those guys together, just is, that's amazing to think about. And if Alabama is able to hold on to Perry Thompson, you Know, that's right, right. It's a big deal in its own right. Um, one other thing I want to throw out there before we talk any more recruiting apparently, Jamario Davidson is now 6'8, according to some <laughs> Boston websites. Um,
1: no, I don't think that can be right. Huh? No, it's not true, it's not true. Uh, yeah, JD Davidson, uh, th- th- that's not true. Uh, what but- did I say, Jamario Davidson? You said Jamario, who, who by the way, is Would be shrinking because I think he was six (laughs) ten. That's how old I am. (laughs) Yeah, I I think what's going on with JD is caught up in some. As with most memes, they're unfunny, and there's this thing going around with stories about athletes suddenly sprouting up five or six inches. Uh, It's not true, but it did lead me, by the way, that story because I tracked it down. I saw it just like you did, and I had to track it down and find out that it's just a meme and it's not. It's not true. Uh, but I went and looked at JD's numbers for the year. Real interesting. This is, you know, he's going to make 1.7 million dollars in, in this upcoming year too of his uh, two way contract with the Celtics. Uh, that's a lot of money for a guy who this past year only played. I think uh, I think he played in 12 games for the Celtics, averaging almost five minutes a game in those 12 games that he played for the big league club obviously played a lot of minutes with the main Celtics, which is their G League minor league team is the best way to put it. But um, he made $500,000 in his year one, but uh, $1.7 million in year two. But keep this in mind, something in the back of everybody's head, it's not a guaranteed deal. The Celtics could decide to cut him and save their $1.7 million by just not having him on the team. I think the payout would be $75,000 if they decide to cut him or release him, which is the – I mean that's just kind of the the you know the, it's it's the the chance you take when you're not a first round pick is hey if you're a second round pick you don't get a der- guaranteed deal you might even be quote stuck with a two way deal and that's what happened to him and hey 1.7 million that that's well worth missing a a year of college but uh he could get cut and and that would be that
0: um yeah it so I guess bringing that up wasn't completely stupid because you were able to tell everybody that J.D. Davidson is doing very well. I can't believe I said Jamario Davidson. That may be one of the dumbest things I've ever done here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, it's, and it, it really does show my age, I guess, to, to some degree. Um, want to talk some more recruiting. Uh, Charles Lester, the uh, defensive back, has decided he's going to be making his commitment relatively soon. It's probably going to be Florida State kudos to them. Um, Also, yesterday, uh, Kevin Riley, the running back from uh, Tuscaloosa, committed to Miami. Um, I was a little shocked yesterday. I was like at the gym on the treadmill when the tweet came through. He's going to be committing at six o'clock. And I was like, oh, I guess Alabama is going to take his commitment. And then he committed to Miami. uh, But it apparently didn't come as a surprise to most he had just come off a visit to Miami. Um, do you feel like Alabama will still pursue heavily, or do you feel like they're going after some, some bigger fish? What do you think here? Uh, a little bit of all of that. Uh, I do
1: think they'll continue to communicate with Kevin Riley. Uh, my, our understanding at BOL is that, I, I, and this is some of my own interpretation, uh, it's, I don't think Alabama was ready to take Kevin Riley. I mean, and by that, I mean, they like him. He's good enough. But, you know, wh- why don't you come over to our camp We're right down the street? He did not yet. He, he hasn't come to Alabama's camp this summer. Um, there might be some academic questions. I think Alabama really liked him. They just weren't ready. Then on the other hand, you've got Miami, which is recruiting extremely well. And they're very uh, uh, aggressive when it comes to the NIL space uh, and. Uh, I think Miami was pushing, going, "Hey, we're ready. We're let's do this, man. Let's 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 get hitched here." Uh, whereas Alabama was like, "We are super interested, but uh, you know, A, B, and C." And he was just ready to get this over with. Now, I think this is one to watch. I, I, I would think that before signing day, this is one that could flip to Alabama uh, unless Alabama gives the spots away. R- running back is not. A huge need in this class. Alabama would love to sign one, maybe two if it's the right guys. But everybody needs to keep in mind, we have five running backs on scholarship. All could return in 2024, all of them. Now, that's not going to happen. Uh, most believe, and I believe, Jace McClellan will move on to the NFL. And probably Roy Dill Williams gives the NFL a try after this season, though he's more likely to return than Jace. But the point is, you got five, which is a perfect number. You're only losing one, and that's not even certain. You could lose two, but if you sign one, now you got four, that's fine, particularly when the others are Jam Miller and Justice Haynes and Richard Young. So no one needs to be upset or panic about this at all. Alabama continues to be in a good spot with Daniel Hill, the big physical six foot, 230-pound running back from Meridian. As a matter of fact, One thing to look for this weekend, Luke, this is a big one. He's got an official visit scheduled for South Carolina, which is a threat to Alabama. It's a possibility he doesn't go to South Carolina this weekend, instead goes to Tuscaloosa two weekends in a row. And I think we'd know what that would mean.
0: Uh, That would be very, very good news. Speaking of good news, I'm going to tell you about FanDuel. I don't know how much of a segue that is, but it works for me. FanDuel, right now, you can get this new customer deal where you said no sweat, first bet up to $1,000 over at FanDuel. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. What you want to do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on. You want to join today. You can use a promo code locked on or just go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Uh, you can go to their app, it's awesome. You can uh, bet on College World Series. This has been a lot of fun. I'm not even a baseball guy, but I mean, I'm enjoying the College World Series. Uh, FanDuel is official partner of Major League Baseball. Uh, they they are just a, a fantastic. The biggest there is, fanduel.com. So you know you can trust them. fanduel.com slash locked on, fanduel.com slash locked on. Go check them out today. Tomorrow we will probably get back into Jimmy Stein's countdown. We hadn't done that in a few days because there's been a lot of recruiting stuff. And I want to throw a little basketball thing in here right now. I mean, like just came over the wire that uh, Alabama got a uh, crystal ball prediction for Jaron Stevenson, the five-star who apparently is going to reclassify and uh, be available for next year. Now, Grant Nelson, all his ducks are not in a row just yet when it comes to transcripts and what have you. But nobody seems super worried about that. It feels like Grant Nelson will be at Alabama, and now Jaron Stevenson could be at Alabama. Now, Jaron Stevenson is going to, if he is going to uh, enroll early, uh, very early, you know, he's he would be or would supposed to be a senior in high school when he'd be a freshman in college. So he might get pushed around a little bit. But I think this team is going to be a, a sort of a run and gun uh, not not a lot of enforcers on it. So, and that's okay. I mean, you know, it'd be great to have a big enforcer. I mean, if, for those who remember uh, Marcus Webb, uh, I mean, he was, he was an enforcer. Um, wish he still would have played football by the way. But um, anyway, uh, Jaron Stevenson getting a crystal ball to Alabama. I think that's pretty huge news.
1: It is. It's massive news. Uh,
0: well, It's, it's, it's
1: massive optimism. I mean, if you want to call a crystal ball news, it's, it's optimism, uh, at BOL, we, uh, we don't have an official prediction yet, uh, on Jaron Stevenson. We have what we might call a strong lean, and, and that's that we're leaning towards Jaron Stevenson, uh, choosing Alabama, have to overcome a lot here to beat North Carolina. This is a North Carolina legacy. North Carolina's the local school North Carolina is a blue blood, literally, as we know, they're a Carolina blue blood. Uh, it's tough to beat them for, for basketball players, especially a legacy, especially a local kid. So I don't want to get everybody 100% fired up that, hey, this is going to be Alabama, but but we think it's going to be Alabama. Uh the reclassification thing is also not decided fully, but we believe he's going to be 2023. So this is all towards his, his camp doesn't talk about recruiting very much. They don't do a lot of interviews. They don't do a lot of hints. He doesn't have a big circle. Uh, you kind of have to go to the them, them the Stevensons for information. And they don't do a lot of talking. So there's not a lot of, of word out there like there is with some other prospects. But we believe this is Alabama. And it would be big. And, and for those that want want to know how good this kid is, while I'm not telling you he's going to follow in the same exact path, but this is a power forward that is quite similar to uh Noah Clowney. I mean, I I I think he he's a lot like Noah Clowney as a player. He's got great length. He is a super athlete. He plays hard. Uh he's going to win some hard hats like Noah Clowney did. I mean, that's what kind of player he is. Uh, he can also stretch the floor a little bit. I mean, he can shoot it uh, for a power forward. He's got uh, some range to his game. So he's a lot like Noah Clowney. Now, is he going to be a one-and-done first-round pick like Noah will be this week? I think that's not fair uh, to, to expect that. But I do think he's like Noah and what he brings to the table and just signing him would just be huge. It would be just an awesome pickup. As we wait for the Grant Nelson thing to work itself out, uh, still optimistic there. Still telling you it's 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 gonna be Alabama. But you know, if you want to get nervous about it, I understand that. Um, you know, the longer it goes on, the more nervous everyone at Alabama is going to be. Uh, that's that's fair. Uh, but no, I, 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 as of right now, I have no real reason to believe. Alabama won't be finishing up with uh, with Stevenson and and Grant Nelson here. Jaron Stevenson commits Wednesday, so we will uh, we will know very soon. I'm highly optimistic, but but less than certain.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> That was the most cover-your-bases statement there's well, ever been. Well, I
1: mean, I'm just being – you know, a lot of the cover-the-base stuff of it is also totally honest. I mean, if he was going to Alabama, I'd be more emphatic. Uh, but we don't know that. Sometimes we know. We do not know that. Uh, but but we believe that. I believe that. But um, but we're not certain. Sometimes we are certain because sometimes we know in advance, right, In the, in the media. But, you know, we don't know yet.
0: Uh, one other just piece of basketball news. Colin Sexton is apparently back on the trading block. Again, this just came over Twitter. Um, I'm happy for him. I think I want him to get out of Utah, frankly. I want him to go somewhere where he can be uh, seen a little bit more and have a little more fun. I'd love him to be closer to home, um, at home being here near Alabama. I mean, if he could go out, I'd love him to be with the Pelicans. I'd love him to be with the Hawks. I'd love him to be with – You know, anybody like that Memphis that I I can go see him play a little bit more because I do love me some Colin Sexton. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, I'm going to ask you a few other just random recruiting questions. And we're back. So, uh, Jamanta Waller from Mississippi, uh, I I think you guys have him as a five-star too. Most everybody has him as a five-star. He's he's a stud. Um, He takes a visit to Florida and he commits. Look, it's funny, the other day – Uh, Florida lost the commitment from a kid with a 5.34 GPA who is going into his junior year in high school, not his senior year. He's going into his junior year. So he's skipping his junior year and his senior year to play college with a 5.34 GPA. And he decommitted from Florida, and now he's apparently enrolling at Ole Miss. And as somebody on Twitter said, man, you need to get those pads off and get to NASA with a 5.34 GPA. I've never even heard of that. So, But anyway, uh, so Florida had that happen. And since then, they've picked up some nice commits. Uh, they, they're doing a pretty good job on the trail right now. And, man, it's just the SEC just keeps getting more and more cutthroat because, you know, obviously Alabama is not going anywhere. Um, but the rest of the SEC is coming on. I mean, as we've talked about, Auburn is going to do better this year. I mean, they're not going to have the same kind of class Alabama's going to have. Uh, but they're going to have a, a much better class than they would um, under Brian has been. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be better. And then, of course, Florida's moved up to number three three in the country according to some services, LSU's in the top ten, Tennessee's in the top ten, uh, South Carolina's in the top 20, Alabama and Arkansas in the top uh, 22, now, and, and Ole Miss number 24. Now this is just more of a consensus, but um, the SEC is just getting stronger and stronger. I just thought it was interesting that Florida picked up that huge commitment.
1: Yeah, Waller's a good player, uh,
0: no doubt Florida. Is- and Alabama was looking at him, by the way. Alabama recruited him. Yeah, Alabama was, yeah, I, I would say
1: looking at him is the, is the right – Right word. And look, you know, I talk about Alabama and camp all the time. Just trying to, you know, the way Nick Saban looks at most kids, this is not one size fits all. I'm talking about most kids is hey, if you want to play for Alabama, then come get coached by us. You know, come, come. We want to coach you, not just talk to you on the phone and watch your huddle film. We would like to coach you and we think it would be good for you to be coached by us. And and it's kind of building a relationship to the point that the kid's ready to commit to you and you're ready to commit to him. And Coach Saban sees camp as a part of that process. And when kids don't come to the camp, then what kind of message does that send? You know, so uh, I, I, it's not that Waller wasn't good enough or it's not that Waller isn't a good player uh, or that Alabama chose others, I, I think just the relationship didn't progress, you know, like like we like to see it happen. So I wouldn't say he chose Florida over Alabama. I'm not sure who came in second. I just know that uh, he he wasn't at one of our camps, to, to my knowledge, and um, I don't think it was ever a close thing, like Waller was almost going to Alabama or anything like that. But Alabama is going to sign a fantastic class, maybe even the number one class, maybe, uh, certainly uh, near the top. Uh, no, re- I mean, there's a lot of good players out there. I say all the time, there's a heck of a lot more than 25 good prospects out there.
0: Uh, so Alabama's
1: not going to get them all.
0: And Cam Coleman has come out with his top eight, the wide receiver that some services have as number one player in Alabama. Uh, he's come out with his top eight. Alabama's not on it. We, we've been talking about Cam Coleman a lot. I love Cam Coleman. I think he's going to be a great player at the next level. But Alabama could just never get a toehold with this guy for whatever reason. I think Alabama liked him a lot, too. And uh, sometimes it just isn't meant to be. So that's fine. If Alabama, again, can hold on to Perry Thompson, uh, they got Rico Scott coming in, obviously. Next year you got Ryan Williams, maybe Jamie French. It's it's certainly going to soften that blow. It's just weird that uh, the number one player in Alabama is not making Alabama in his top eight. I just find it yeah. to be odd, you know. And then
1: this coming off a year where AJ Harris from Central Phoenix City also had very little interest in Alabama. Now he didn't grow up there; he kind of moved around. And I think it's a different situation for every single kid. Let's remember also that that Patrick Nix, former Auburn quarterback, is the coach over there. Um, and and again, yeah, I'm not I'm not alleging anything wrong. I'm, I'm just saying that. You know, it's it's the eastern side of the state. They got an Auburn quarterback for a coach, and and sometimes uh, it hasn't worked out for But There's a defensive tackle over there that Alabama is very very interested in that came to Alabama's uh, campus this summer. They've seen him in person. They've they that relationship has grown with Isaiah Fega. So, you know, they they they're not going to get shut out of Central Phoenix City. I don't believe, but uh, this is just that rare kid that just isn't feeling it. As far as Alabama's concerned, he wants, he does, he wants to go somewhere else. Fine. Uh, Alabama is going to do well at wide receiver. Like uh, Luke said, you got Perry Thompson, you've got Rico Scott, Alabama would like to add at least one more. And the name I would watch there is Amari Jefferson. And for those that, uh, aren't are too familiar with him, uh, put it this way for Alabama to sign Amari Jefferson, we got to beat Georgia. Uh, first and foremost, he likes Georgia a lot. Uh, so, so watch for the Bulldogs as Alabama's chief competitor there. Amari is also an outstanding baseball player, and he will play both sports in college for sure. This is a guy that is taking the baseball program into heavy consideration. And uh, believe it or not, it might be a plus for Alabama right now. Uh, that, that, that might be, you know, something that works in our favor. So um, I, right now, if we're projecting a receiver to join this class, to join Perry and Rico, I would, uh, I would guess Amari Jefferson from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, that looks like an Alabama-Georgia thing. I think Ohio State's in there. I think Tennessee's in there. I mean, a lot of big schools like uh, like Amari.
0: Let me ask you about one other guy before we leave today, because uh, while you were talking, I went ahead and pulled up uh, what most people consider to be the, the top players in the state of Alabama this year, because when uh, Kevin Riley committed to uh, – Miami, I just thought, okay, it's interesting to see who all, you know, Alabama's gonna go after. Of course, there's Jordan Ross still out there, and Alabama feels better with him. I wouldn't call him an right. Alabama lot any stretch. Bama already has a commitment from Perry Thompson and Imbakwe, uh, and Jerobiah Beeman. Um, they didn't really apparently go after Joseph Phillips, who just committed to Auburn very hard. But there's a, there are two names out there. Uh Jaquan McCroy at Clay Chalkbull and Bradley Shaw, the linebacker at Hoover, that I like a lot. I've seen him play. I like him. I think he's a bit of a thumper. I like him. Alabama's involvement with those two.
1: Both, uh, both good questions, and I, I think both of those guys are good players, and I think both of them will play in the SEC, uh, probably in Auburn. Uh, here's the thing about both those kids. Alabama's well aware of both. Alabama's taught to both. Those are kids that, A, must go to Alabama's camp, and further develop a relationship, and perform in front of our coaches, and perform well. So, uh, you know, I'm sure the door's open. Let's see if they're uh, let's see if they're June campers in Tuscaloosa or not.
0: Oh, okay. So you you're Rupert. saying that I know I, <laughs> yeah. I tried to. I thought Rupert. you were going to give me a little more than that.
1: No, I just said they got to come to camp and perform. They have to come to camp and perform. These are not. Hey, we're going to take you without the uh, without the the camp. Uh, they they must come to Alabama's camp and perform. I'd also throw in a name that you left out that I, that I like. Alabama's chances: Demarcus Riddick, also an in-state player that that uh, we believe is uh, ultimately going to flip to Alabama. That's our uh, that's our
0: prediction over at Bol. We've covered that recruitment uh, really hard over there. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for today's pod. We will be back tomorrow. And tomorrow will probably get into some of your countdown again. And maybe we'll be talking about Jaron Stevenson. Some.
1: Yeah, Jaron Stevenson commits on Wednesday. And uh, looking looking good. No guarantees, but looking good. And, uh, yeah, we need to get back to the countdown. we got a bunch to catch up on. All
0: right, buddy. We will talk tomorrow.
1: Until then, roll tight. Roll tight.